It's Toronto's podcast on the Canada's Podcast Network. Hi there. I'm Phil Bliss, a business visionary and co-host of Toronto's podcast, part of the Canada's Podcast Network. Today, I'd like you to meet Andrew Novak. Andrew founded his own digital marketing company after a career in the financial services industry. Andrew's from Hamilton and is now an entrepreneur. He's a passionate innovator, a digital marketer, and an expert in search engine optimization. He's now president of Thinker Digital, the new digital division of Hampton, Ontario's largest full service marketing agency, Thinker Marketing. Thinker Digital focuses on high performing digital marketing campaigns that are fully integrated into the larger marketing plans of medium to large size companies across North America. So without further ado, Andrew, why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourself? You know, where you're from, uh, give us the details on your current business. You know, just, just you know, a three to five minute, who the heck is Andrew Novak? Yeah, sounds good. So first I'd like to thank you for having me on the, uh, the podcast here, Phil. It's a great opportunity to, to reach out and, uh, you know, kind of tell everybody what we're all about. So uh, I founded Nova Digital uh, about four years ago now. And time seems to go so fast, yet so slow at the same time. It's this weird um, kind of situation that happens when, when you're doing these type of things. I'm sure you, you've been down the same path. Um, so founding the company, building it up, building a client base, and you know, trying to figure out, okay, what do I do next? It's kind of like a, uh, an adventure of you know, um, kind of an unmapped journey. So you, you kind of just take the plunge and uh, you just kind of roll with the punches. And uh, either you learn really fast what to do and, uh, or you learn really fast what not to do. Thankfully, uh, you know, those, those lessons of what not to do didn't come as many as, uh, as the what to do lessons. So that's great. Uh, we were able to grow the team and really establish ourselves as a uh, more of a niche type of, of marketing firm where we focused only on digital, only on very specific disciplines within digital and to, to really build that, uh, build the performance and the name for ourselves. Uh, fast forward to uh, earlier this year in 2018, and we were approached by, by uh, the, the group here at Thinker Marketing uh, in, a, in a couple of different ways. Um, finally, in the, I would say the early summer, we, we came to an agreement and uh, came in house here and, and joined up uh, with the, uh, the Thinker team. So it's been quite the journey, um, you know, 2018's, just wrapping now and I, I'm looking back and it still feels like back in August when we joined. So just time has gone on so fast the past couple of months. It's, it's pretty wild. Cool. Cool. Okay. So I'm just going to move into some questions that, you know, talk a little about how you became an entrepreneur. So the first question I always like to ask is, you know, I, you, you we were having a little chat beforehand, you, you know, you said, you started in financial services in the tech area. So what was your stop moment, you know, when you decided, 
I want to become an entrepreneur. What kind of got you here? Right. That's a great question. Um, I, I think it was one of the moments where, uh, you know, I kind of took stock on my, my current situation. You know, I was, I mean, I'm, I was young, um, you know, I, I had somewhat of an ability and I figured, you know what, now is the, the best time to try to, to build something. I, I'm not going to get another chance. I can't roll back the clock, just move forward and, and try and build something and, and kind of, you know, throw the dice. Uh, so, you know, just kind of taking that leap of faith to just believing in yourself as much as you can and uh, just going full out, you know, you you can't really tiptoe into it. You either take the plunge or you don't. There's, there's no, there's no middle ground if you really want to do it. Um, Unfortunately, there isn't. I mean, sure, there are some people who can probably figure out how to make that happen, but I think for the majority of us, it's, it's kind of an all in play. Okay. So you, you, you thought you wanted to be an entrepreneur, but you know, I have this approach called stop, think, focus, execute. I mean, you had to think about it before you made the jump. So what I'm trying to get, what I like to find out is what that thought process was that sort of made you think, you know, I can jump off the high board and not kill myself kind of thing. <laughs> Good analogy. Um, you know, I, I think what it comes down to is, is believing in yourself. Um, you know, it's, it, it definitely is a, a tough thing to do. It, it's not an easy decision to make. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the way I saw it was, you know, you only have one real chance at, at doing something like this. Uh, you know, and there's no better time than the present. Worst case scenario, you know, you, you close up and, and you do something else. I mean, that's the worst case scenario. It's really not that bad when you, you know, consider the, the prospect of going 10 years down the line and then thinking, what if? You know, and that, that would be my biggest fear is, you know, sitting 10 years down the line, not making this journey and then, you know, telling my kids, well, I could have done this or thinking, you know, oh, I, I should have done that. And, and, you know, that that type of, of thought process of kind of playing that scenario out, it was far scarier than than trying it and not having it work. So um, I think that was part of the, the process. Other than that, it was just kind of. You know, reactionary. So sometimes well, you just. But why? Well, so you're you're like you're a tech head in the financial services industry. Why digital marketing? So it was something that I was dabbling in as well as the time. Um, there was a, uh, a a good friend of mine who had an accounting firm here in in Hamilton, and uh, he was looking for help with a lot of his digital uh, digital marketing. So it was something that you know I kind of naturally progressed in. Um, started working with him and after getting his campaigns running, he said, oh man, you know what? You should do this for people. Like you're really good. My, my campaigns are, are bringing me leads. I'm closing business. Like I'm making sales. You should, you should really think about doing this. And uh, even to this day, um, you know, Richard, he, he's a, 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 I would say an advisor of mine. Um, he's since sold his accounting practice and, and moved out West and um, started a new accounting practice. And even to this day, you know, he, we'll, we'll still connect. Uh, I was hoping to see him this, uh, this uh, summer but um yeah it's it's definitely one of those things that you kind of you get your your toe wet a little bit in in that industry and for me i I really enjoyed it being able to see an impact right great so so you found you found this digital marketing thing that you were really good at okay and then lo and behold four years later you've done it so well that somebody bought you okay what 
kind of focus did, did that take? Because, you know, I, I think we all know about execution and entrepreneurs are, you know, like you know, they're ever ready bunnies that keep going and going and going. But successful entrepreneurs, I think, focus before it. How did you get from like one year to four years later? How did you maintain that, that focus? Oh, that's that's a great question. Um, you know, putting your head down and, and staying as in tune with the industry as you can. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always reading, I'm always following up with things, I'm always checking out what the latest and greatest is. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I, I was no stranger to pulling, you know, 14, 15, 18 hour days in some cases, just to, to push forward. Uh, you know, it's something that, that I really enjoyed. I'm not gonna say it was always easy. Mm-hmm. Um, any entrepreneur, anybody, anybody who started their own business knows that that first little bit is a grind. It's not easy. Um, so, you know, it's just kind of keeping your eye on the big prize, knowing where you want to go, um, and, you know, just, just kind of putting your head down and, and getting with it. So everyone, people think about being an entrepreneur and everyone, you mean worries about how do I afford it? But did you need financing to, to start the company? How did you get from, you know, A to, to, to S, if you like, in terms of right. that first stretch? You know, which I mean, did you did were you self-funded? Were, you know, how how did you manage that financially? Because cash flow is you know. oh, of course. Um, so yeah, when I when I started the company, it was literally myself, a laptop, and I was sitting on my living room couch. Uh, I self-funded everything from the beginning, uh, and you know, started growing clients as soon as we had revenues coming in. You know, you you kind of work your your cash flow in in that regard. So. A lot of the process I was doing in the beginning was completely manual just because, you know, looking at automation or looking at more software was an expense that, you know, at the time was a little out of reach. Uh, you know, I was trying to operate with you know, a shoestring budget. Uh, thankfully, we had clients come on board immediately uh, that allowed cash flow that allowed for, you know, investing into software, uh, investing into our tools. Uh, and eventually it just continued to grow. So I, I was very fortunate that, you know, I was able to grow the company in kind of that organic fashion of, you know, one client at a time building the, the cash flow up mm-hmm. to, to finance the continued growth of the company. So now, now you've gone through that sort of first phase of, of entrepreneurship, you've built something, you've been absorbed. What's a typical day look like for you now? I mean, how do you maintain the kind of focus it needs to keep succeeding, but still have fun? <laughs> well, I, I think my idea of fun is a little bit different than what, <laughs> what the majority of people would think is fun. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I typically wake up at about 5 a.m. Um, and uh, I, I have one, one heck of a commute right now. So uh, I, I typically leave at... 5.20 a.m. I'll leave my house. Uh, I'll get to the office shortly before 7. And from 7 to 9 a.m. I take care of anything from, you know, like internal internal things or, or like invoicing or uh, planning. Or if I have, you know, reviews or demos of software, I'll take a look then. Anything that really isn't something that's a moneymaker that needs to be done in the business or in the organization. Um, you, you know, the exact type of tasks that I'm talking about, the things that I do, I do, yeah. are billable, right? Um, so that about 9 a.m. till I would say noon. Uh, I could be anywhere between you know client meetings, running around the province, 
Uh, I could be virtually meeting uh, with, with clients. Uh, I could be in internal meetings uh, or, you know, even just getting my hands down and dirty back into the basics of, of you know, working on a campaign. Uh, afternoons uh, typically are, are reserved more for uh, the actual production work. So I still am quite hands-on with some of our larger accounts, uh, as well as uh, very hands-on with the planning of uh, campaigns for existing clients and, and new prospects. So I'm still kind of wearing all hats um, as we transition over to, to the new, uh, new company. Um, but it, it's, you know, it's something that, uh, that I really enjoy. So I typically wrap up here uh, between five and six, and then uh, I can I'd head back to uh, to home and, and get home just before the kids go to bed and then mm -hmm. rinse and repeat. So my days are pretty full. Um, yeah. and I like to just unwind, spend it with the family. And, uh, you know, my I, I would say the, the way that I have fun is when the weather is good and it's uh, it's nice and warm out there, just try and, uh, try and do some fishing for a couple of hours, reset myself, and, and then I'm good to go. Okay, good. So... You see your company expanding into other areas in Canada or elsewhere, or is it really the focus Hamilton, Toronto, Ontario kind of thing? Well, we are uh, we are kind of an anchor here in the city. Uh, we we want to be known as as Hamilton's agency. Mm -hmm. uh, so a, a lot of the the campaigns we work on, as a, a lot of the clients we work with, are very Hamilton focused, and and we love being a part of Hamilton. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a special city. I think that uh, you know. Being born and raised here, um, you know, it's, it, I've seen the city go through a major transition in, in the past even 10 years. And it's exciting to be a part of it and it's exciting to see it happening. You know, back 15 years ago, a lot of people joked about the city. They, they cast it in a negative light. I mean, some people still do, uh, but that, you know, that time has, has come that people are starting to take the city seriously. And it's, it's great to see that other people from outside of the region are starting to see it as well. In terms of the, uh, the business, uh, we, we have clients all across North America uh, and, and operate campaigns across North America. So even though we are Hamilton focused, uh, we, we do have uh, national as well as, as okay. North American focused okay. campaigns. So you talked about relaxing. You know, we do some of our best work outside the office. <laughs> and you talk about fishing. Is there a place in Hamilton or the general area or close to close to Hamilton where you like to recharge, you know, get inspired, just think, you know, that, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, I, I think that, uh, as far as, as the fishing goes in the area, I'm uh, not, not too well versed. Um, uh, mm -hmm. I, I typically head, head further up North, but mm -hmm. in terms of, of finding some time to, to think and, and just kind of reflect on, you know, uh, maybe it was the day or maybe it's the week, the month or whatever it is. Um, you know, I, I spent a ridiculous amount of time on the highways and, uh, you know, a lot of people think that, that driving can be a waste of time, but if, if you're, if you're able to do it and able to reflect during that time, it can be a very powerful means of, of, uh, self-reflection. So <laughs> I would say that either the QEW or the 401 would, would be that. <laughs> I, I have that same thing. It's, it's part of my reflective time in the car. So I, I kind of think that's a good point. One of the other things, I mean, do you think entrepreneurs have to be weird or unique in a positive way? Are they wired differently? Hmm. 
I, I think that you need to be more open-minded. Um, people who are open-minded from what I can see in the entrepreneur world uh, follow more uh, opportunities. You know, having hindsight is one of those things where you can look back and see opportunity. And typically, opportunity doesn't look like opportunity when you're faced with it. And, and I think that's a misconception that a lot of people have. And, you know, being open-minded allows you to capture more of those opportunities or explore more of them uh, in order to make things happen. So I, I think a lot of entrepreneurs are, are far more open-minded um, to, to, you know, just kind of the, uh, I would say, normal type of person that, that is, uh, that's out there. And that's not to say that, you know, only open-minded people can become entrepreneurs. I, I think anybody can, but you just need to stay open-minded and stay mindful and, and, you know, really understand yourself. So thinking of things, I mean, I know we're, we're all busy, but what books are you reading now? I mean, even or listening to, I mean, with audio books, especially in the car, I mean, I, I do tend to do that. And if, you know, you're reading or listening to any, can you recommend any to, to, to the listeners? Oh, that's a great, uh, great question. Um, typically, I'm, I'm on forums and, and, you know, reading blogs and, and that sort of thing in, in my industry. Um, so I, I, in terms of, of uh, recommending a book or anything like that, I, I wouldn't be able to do that. I've got, you know, if anybody wants a, a list of, of great resources for, for SEO or anything like that, uh, I, I definitely have a, you know, my go-to list. So uh, yeah, I'd be more than happy to share that, but in terms of books, I, I'm not reading anything currently, no. Okay. Uh, if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you like to do for a profession? Ooh, I always, uh, I always kind of joke about it, but I, I think it would be uh, right up my alley. I think, I, I think definitely a, uh, you know, obviously not doing it for the money, but uh, looking at, you know, being a fisherman. Um, just something about when I'm on the water, I mean, it's, it's complete. Uh, I don't know. I just feel so comfortable mm -hmm. uh, regardless of how choppy the, the water is or anything like that. Or, you know, I, I think that uh, you know, being a, a charter guide or something like that would be, would be right up my alley. So what kind of job wouldn't you like to do? Uh, well, I, I don't think I would want to be in the tech support industry again. Uh, it's one of those things that where, uh, you know, when everything's running fine and everything is, is, is going well, um, you know, everybody kind of looks at you and says, well, what are we paying you for? And then the moment that everything breaks and you're fixing everything, everyone kind of looks at you and goes, what are we paying you for? So it, it's one of those thankless jobs that, uh, I, I don't think I would want to go back in that industry. Um, maybe that's just my experience in it, but, uh, yeah, I, I would say that type of tech support gig, if anybody's doing that, I mean, all the power to you, uh, total respect. Okay. So um, going back to, to, to words again, what's your favorite word in business, you know, or quote or sentence that you like to use and, you know, the one that everyone gets fed up with you saying, you know, what you <laughs> Oh, um, I'm sure there's some out there, but uh, I don't think anybody's told me yet. What's your least favorite word? Uh, it was probably my first word. Uh, no, for a number of reasons. I think I think no. When you when you use the word no to somebody, it uh, it can kill whatever momentum is there. And I mean, it comes back to being open-minded. You know, you're not sure where something is going to go. 
So shutting somebody down or, or closing an opportunity before it even has a chance to, to, to bloom into something, um, you know, it's, it's something we do every day. And uh, I think that if we just take the time to listen a little bit, it can make a big impact on, you know, if you're trying to do your own business, you know, make a big impact on your business. If you work for somebody or you work at a job, you know, it can make a big impact in your career as well. So um, I, I would say the word no. So sticking with words, you know, when, when I, my entrance to, to, to this podcast is I call myself the business visionary. Okay. If you had to pick one or two words to describe yourself, what would they be and why? Oh, that's a tough one. You know, I, you know, I'm not, not quite sure. Uh, I know a lot of people would, would say that I'm, you know, uh, SEO expert or, you know, something along those lines. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I'm, I'm always, always learning. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, I guess, a matter of perspective. I wouldn't really have words that I would call myself right now, uh, mm-hmm. other than, you know, somebody who's, really, uh, you know, working hard to, to try and make a, a vision happen. Um, you know, looking back at the path that, that I've came from, you know, it's, it's funny to look back and reflect, you, you know, you, you look back and you're like, wow, I've come a long way, but then you look forward and you keep, you know, pushing forward and it doesn't feel like you, you are moving that much farther forward. So I, I don't want to really put myself in a, a position of, of that, uh, yeah. I'll leave that to uh, to everyone else. Right. <laughs> now I feel bad about being called a business. <laughs> <laughs> so what are the top three things on your inspired life list? So, I mean, maybe fishing is one of them based on what you were saying. But, I mean, if you have to say, what inspires Andrew, okay, what would be three things that where you pull your inspiration from? Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. Just don't make it. It's not that difficult. I mean, just think, <laughs> you know, your wife, your kids. Yeah, uh, I think it's, it's just. A, I mean, it's, it's, the inspiration doesn't have to be can be pretty simple. The things that inspire you to do stuff. Yeah, I mean, of, of course, you know, uh, the, the family is is a huge inspiration. But I, I think that um, just the presence uh, of growing up in the city, mm-hmm. and uh, you know coming from, from the beginnings I came from, you know, I've always wanted to really push the boundaries of, of what I'm able to do. Um, so just kind of always keeping that in check in terms of my own abilities, uh, wanting to, to surpass and, and be the best to, to my standard uh, is definitely something that, uh, that continues to drive me forward. So I wonder if you have any advice that you that you would want to pass on to entrepreneurs. My, I mean, the, one of the greatest pieces of advice that I got given by somebody when I was you know, probably about, probably about your age, just sort of moving into that entrepreneurial phase was, you know, tidy desk, tidy mind. Because I used to have a desk that was like ridiculous, and it was and it was a bad thing. And guess what? He was right. It, you know, I have a fairly ordered mind, and my desk now looks the same. You know, uh, so it's it, that is there anything like that 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 you think you know that that you've found that other people might find useful. Um, other than you know keeping an open mind and, and exploring your opportunities, uh, I, I think the 
the most valuable piece would be to prepare for the worst day. Have have a plan ready to execute for your worst day. That's pretty cool. That, that's that's pretty cool. I, I like that. So this is one I ask everyone, and it's fun. So you might have heard it if you listen to any of them. So there's a small tropical island just off Fiji that only has one phone booth with no internet, which is pretty, pretty, pretty hellish for you. We drop you off there, and you won't have a computer or a smartphone or tablet or anything like that. You can use the phone booth located there any time to call the boat, and we'll come pick you up. How long would you last before you made that call? And what would you do there while you were there? Okay, so if it's just myself, uh, you know what? I'd, I'd probably take I'd probably take a good three days just to to unwind and soak in some sun. Um, <laughs> you know, working uh, working in this area, you know, our, our sun seems to set at three o'clock in the afternoon. So picking up some of that sun sunshine would be pretty nice. And uh, I'd say enjoy some of the water and then, uh, you know, make the call and see if the boat will keep me out there for an extra day to drop a line in the water. So <laughs> I, was <waiting> for that. <laughs> I, I think, uh, yeah, I think that's, that would be, that would be good. I, I wouldn't be too worried about things, things, you know, back home. I, I know my, my wife is a superwoman. So, and uh, you know, the, the, the team here would be able to keep things on lock. So uh, I'd feel pretty good about everything else. Okay. okay well, listen, that, this, this has been great. Andrew, you know, how can our listeners get hold of you? Uh, if there's anything or is there anything you'd like to add uh, before we, you know, call it a day? Yeah, of, of course. Uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can search for me, Andrew Novak. Um, you can also uh, check out our website, uh, Thinker Digital. So T H I N K R Digital uh, dot com. And you can also email me at Andrew at ThinkerDigital dot com. Is there anything more you'd like to add before we we call it quits today? Well, I, I just want to thank you for, uh, for for giving me a shout and uh, having me on the program. That's great, Andrew. Well, thank you very much. I really, really enjoyed it. And uh, everyone, I hope you join us again on the next Andrew's podcast.